Hey there, my name is Linda Monaghan and it is my mission to help you grow your business, improve your life and find your calm, whatever that may be. Welcome to the Corporate to Calm podcast, where you learn from their experience. Hey there, you are very welcome to the last episode in the winter series. Yes, five episodes down. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I am speaking with Olivia Farrelly from Grey Area Drinker. Olivia gave up alcohol five years ago and she tells me all about it in this episode. Honestly, it's such a funny episode. I got so much out of it um, from my own journey and coming up to Christmas, it's, it's really apt for anybody thinking about maybe you know, cutting back on alcohol, trying to give it up for a period of time, trying to give it up altogether. Honestly, give it a listen. You won't regret it. Olivia is such a wonderful person. Um, and I'm so grateful that she agreed to chat about her journey on the Corporate Camp podcast. Enjoy. Hey everyone, you're very welcome to this episode of Corporate Cam. I am joined by Olivia Farley from Grey Area Drinker. I am so excited to chat to Olivia because it's something that is really close to my heart and that is sobriety. So Olivia, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I, my name is Olivia. I'm 43. I'm married to Gary. Uh, we have two little kids and we found out there that our children are the same ages. So yeah. I have a boy who's nine and I have a girl who's seven. And um, so I, yeah, I work full time and um, busy, busy, busy. Um, and yeah, so I suppose the reason why I'm here is because I gave up alcohol uh, just over five years ago and uh, it has changed my life in the most profound way and um, it has been the greatest thing that I have ever done in my life and it will always remain to be. I, I'd, I'd say I'll be on my deathbed and I'll say thank God I don't drink anymore. And was it the greatest thing straight away? What was so uh, like I I we discovered each other I, I just love online I love Instagram I love yeah. everything about online um obviously it can have its downfalls but I think you have to see the positive side of everything and um we found each other on Instagram and there were so many parallels and I just loved your journey so how did it start what what like how do you decide I'm going to give up alcohol and where does that come from? Yeah, well, for me, it came from, uh, I suppose, maybe a divine uh, source at the very beginning. Um, I, you know, it takes about 12 years for somebody to realize that they uh, have, a, let's say, a problematic relationship with alcohol probably took me that time as well so there was always these little indications that I probably shouldn't drink (laughs) so they would be things like blackouts and getting myself into little pickles and uh but probably the most um significant ones were the way I treated myself in a hangover so hangovers meant that I would turn very inward I became really self-loathing, really guilt-ridden, really shameful. Um, I talked to myself appallingly. Um, if I blacked out, I would insert the most horrendous things. Like, so I, I could black out and sit in a corner and tell everybody I love them. So that's the kind of, uh, when I had a few drinks, that's what I did. I was like, why did I ever tell you I loved you so much? Like I was never aggressive, but I'd sit in a corner, but I couldn't, because I couldn't remember that, I would then wake up the next morning and have black spots in my memory and insert the most horrendous things and then say the most derogatory, awful, horrendous things to myself. Um, I suppose, yeah, so did a lot of the kind of friend drinking and the uh, 20s and it was all harm. It felt harmless at the time, but a lot of my personality was built around uh, being really social and I'm not I'm not an anti-drinker loads of people in my yeah. life drink my husband drinks I have no problem whatsoever and I really genuinely mean this 
with alcohol or with people drinking alcohol. I just know that poor Olivia cannot drink alcohol because of what it does to her. I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, I now do a lot of work, one-to-one work and um, workshops with people. And 99% of the people who come to me are highly sensitive as well. So I think, um, so in this kind of level of high sensitivity that a lot of us had growing up, the alcohol quelled a lot of that inner critic that was within us, right? And it definitely, so I didn't know this at the time, but it's all kind of as I've reflected and done done the work. Um, but yeah, so it, it it had its function for a long time. And then there was little snippets of me saying, oh, it's not really working for you. And oh, I, God, I feel like death warmed up. And it would take me a long time to get over a, a couple of nights out I could rarely do two nights in a row because I would just be absolutely exhausted and I need a lot of sleep as well. So, you know, in the lifespan journey, you get to know yourself more and more as the years go on. And as I got to know myself more and more as the years gone uh, went on, I kind of realized and it's it's a slow burn, like it, a really, really slow burn. And it came to the stage where I don't know, like I couldn't exist with hungover me anymore. Yeah. So, yeah devastation that I felt I just I I couldn't bear being so mean to myself anymore that something had to had to give so I couldn't exist with the alcohol in my system and as it left my system as well so it just I had to make a decision and so I had done a couple of bouts of like 30 days off and yeah. I felt really good but I didn't have a long-term plan I just yeah. had these little and they'd get railroaded by things like a Singapore sling or, you know, cocktails and all that kind of stuff. And then it, it just came to a point where it had just it had to it had to end and it ended. And it was very direct. It was very uh, quick and it was done. And that was it. I and decided- did, you, did you seek any help or did you just because I, I, I personally, I just I just did it and I I'm like it. maybe I should have sought help but yeah uh, well now I know <laughs> so now I've created a program that I needed five years ago yeah so yeah. I so I, I've done that but I I was always the self-help queen right so I when I was 19 I had a really intense um social anxiety like I literally couldn't go out and if I was with somebody like if I was talking to a stranger I would go red in the face and I'd run away I just couldn't cope um, and I cured myself out of that by reading a book so I've always done reading has really always really really helped me and I'm all into like personal development and self-help so it was it was the reading and the quit lit and the work I suppose I went into therapy uh, did a lot of um, really consistent exercise uh, meditation, journaling, all those little things that you can do on YouTube. Yeah. And I, I also surrendered. So I said, when I gave up alcohol, I said, anything, I'm really spiritual as well. So I really believe in synchronicities and coincidences. So like if somebody appeared in front of me and told me to do something, I would do it. And I saw that as a sign that it was going to help me. So I opened myself up to absolutely everything, traveled the length and breadth of the country, seeing healers or doing meditations or workshops Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. And then it was very incremental in that. Okay. I, I think I had a, a, uh, dark night of the soul at the yeah. beginning so you contemplate everything yeah it, it, it was definitely a really profound spiritual awakening as in what why am I here like why is Olivia on earth what was I put here to do what is my purpose what gives me joy is this thing that I've been doing for the last 23 years actually giving me joy well not now it did at some point Mm. Um, but absolutely not now. And then just making those decisions around, okay, well, who is responsible for my life? Is it me or is it like all of my friends or is it like, who am I, who am I pleasing here? So I suppose it's, it's kind of a, a selfish thing and not selfish as in like, I had to put me first. Yeah. And I think if everybody puts themselves first, then you I, know, we have, I look like that's huge because you know, people always question me about, but what, why do you get up so early and why do you do this and why? And to get out of bed at quarter to six and have time for me until quarter to eight when I, I like, and I'm either out of the house or I'm downstairs. And it's like that, if I don't do that, I don't get any self care during the day. 
and it's like uh, you know and it's it's not an embarrassing thing to go I'm number one and then everybody else is after me and I think that we talked about shame and guilt and sometimes as women we feel that oh we shouldn't our our kids should be first and it's like your kids will be first if you put you first absolutely and if you kind of uh concentrate on your own happiness then everyone's going to be happy in the energy that you're producing and there is a a thing called the uh human emotional vibration chart okay and at the very top of it there is peace love and joy well enlightenment now not not many of us get to that point but peace (laughs) love and joy are the the highest frequencies that of energy that a human can have and at the bottom is guilt shame and apathy right all i felt when I drank alcohol was guilt, shame and apathy. So I was at the lower end of like the human emotional vibrate, vibration frequency chart. And now generally all the, all I feel more or less on a daily basis are peace, joy and love. And I, that sounds like I'm, I'm a hippie or whatever, but it's it's a lovely place to be. Yeah. To be a happy, content person, 90% of the time, like, of course, so many things happen to people. And I'm not without my trials or tribulations, like nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's. But it's just having, you know, a, a, a peace within me and, and I suppose a level of emotional regulation that I've built up over the years that I'm able to withstand a lot of the stuff that life th- throws at you without me literally losing my mind and taking everybody down with me and was there um a situation that you just went okay it needs to stop now or was it just a culmination of different situations and there was a kind of camel that broke camels back instead of camel that broke the straws back yeah so there was I think it built up over uh, over years. So there was this kind of thing of being misaligned with my values. So like, you know, I always so I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I had a view of myself. Right. So I always wanted to be this strong, wise, kind not not so much stoic, but powerful person, powerful mm. woman. Right. And alcohol made me self-loathing, weak, apologetic, needy, and just stuff that I wasn't and that I knew I wasn't on the inside. And it it kind of, you know, it built up over years. And then just one day, I suppose, enough became enough. And I had enough kind of experience of that failure thing. So I say this to people all the time. Like if if, if you have a drink, it's not a failure. It's a feedback, right? So you're receiving feedback all the time. You're learning all the time. And like people, when they do uh, try to give up alcohol, they they stop and start for a long time. That's generally how the pattern goes. So that in all those stopping and starting times that I had learned so much, that I was so much happier, that I was so much more content, that I was so much more at peace with who I was in the not drinking of alcohol as I was when I was drinking. Yeah. And yeah. it's and and it's that's a really good analogy because I found that every November I would give up alcohol and it was nearly like you were getting set for the Christmas season. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, this whole sober October and it's like, no, I don't do sober October. And you're nearly you're nearly building those sobriety months or 30 days around yeah down seasons and yeah down. it's like oh shit have I got a birthday party in the middle of that have I got a 30th in the middle of that or you know a wedding and you'd be like fuck I have a wedding I can't do the 30 days yeah absolutely like, and then uh, but now a wedding is like one of the greatest joys I can yeah. go to because I can go to a hotel room and I'll be there at half 11 as opposed to half five and yeah. I'll have spent a couple of hundred euro on it but I get to enjoy it I'll get to enjoy my breakfast the next morning and I'll have a peaceful sleep and it's all it's, joyful yeah isn't, it? isn't yeah. it and just and you know you know the time where the room switches yeah and you yeah. go all right thanks yeah. a bit. see you later yeah and absolutely so I say when somebody starts telling me the same story for the third time it's it's time that and there's no judgment I don't judge anybody have a lovely time Pat you're doing great but not isn't that so funny that you're like 
that's and 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 I think that's one of the reasons we need to stay in social circles and we yeah. need to because it will remind us of our behavior previously. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. sometimes I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll just have a glass of Prosecco. And then I'm like, no, because I don't want to tell the same story three or four times. And as you say, no judgment, but I am um, that person. Absolutely. And I think I was that person. <laughs> Oh, absolutely not. And I know that I could never just have one. That was the thing. So one was like, it was just none. I could have none very, very easily. Like I could drive the car. But just one always set up this kind of chain reaction that I would just, oh, three always felt like the magic number for me, but I never stopped at three. So I was always looking to recreate that. That kind of fuzziness, you know. And what do you see as, you know the trend like you have a a nice client base and people come to you with maybe varying levels of consumption or 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 that in your opinion what what is the rise in people going okay maybe it's time to reduce alcohol maybe it's time to take alcohol um, out of my life what what have been the common themes from from some of your clients it, it feels like there's a collective consciousness. So it, it feels nearly like we're all rebelling against something that we were, were led to believe was absolutely fabulous. Okay. Like that, that there was, and as well, that there was no consequences to it as well. You know, um, there's a lot of research coming out now in the last couple of years about um, that there actually is consequences to it. Um, but I think having people hearing it on the radio, people seeing uh, people's... Uh, uh, experiences online, uh, people reading in the newspaper. There's just such booze in the news, I call it. Right. So there's a so there's a lot of uh, and it's not. It's just people are kind of waking up, and yeah. it feels like there's kind of a mass awakening around it. And people are like, okay, it served me for a while, and it's not serving me so much now. And I'm at the action phase. I want to take action here, but I just need accountability. Yeah. So the majority of people who are coming to me, the the word I hear all the time is accountability so they're looking to me so they you know there's a level of mistrust with yourself as in go on and you just go asher go on and just have one whereas if you're talking to olivia next wednesday night uh when you're not going to have one because you have to report to her uh not that i'm like a a school mistress headmistress or whatever but it's just it's that accountability piece that comes into it they know that their life is better without alcohol and they just want to keep the momentum going and they just need a little bit of help and do you think that the accountability piece needs to be removed gradually because people end up they have to be accountable for themselves absolutely absolutely and like I say this all the time nobody is coming in to save you right we have to save ourselves and like okay it's nice to have an accountability uh culture an accountability mentor or whatever but I'm not going to be there all the time and at some stage like I'll say to people I did this on my own you can do it on your own too. You can go and it can cost you nothing, right? So you can go to the library, you can take out all the books. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has YouTube. Every Most people have Instagram. Like you can access all the, uh, there's loads of free apps as well yeah. that help you track your drinking, offer support. There's so many, even in Ireland, like there's loads of uh, different support groups for women like uh, down in Cork, Boozless Bures, there's Sober Girls Ireland, there's um, babes without booze these are all really amazing communities of people who are getting together and saying you know what we're going to weather this storm together we're going to hold hands as we move forward into an alcohol-free life you know and yeah. uh, you know they're amazing you know so it's a collective consciousness I definitely think it's a movement there's definitely yeah. lots going on isn't there and as far absolutely, absolutely. And but as far as like say your typical client, um, and you mentioned that you work with with men and women, is there ever somebody? Because you know, I always think f- for me, you know, maybe I was a functioning al- alcoholic. I don't know. I don't know whether I could ever say I I am an alcoholic. I just, you know because I, I there's definitely something that prevents me from going no, I won't open that second bottle of wine or I won't, you know, there's there's something mentally and it's just best off that I don't do it at all. 
is there ever somebody that comes to you and you're like, I, I, I really think you need the 12 steps or is that part of what you do or that you the people actually physically need to detox from alcohol as opposed to mentally? I suppose my uh, page of my story is so specific that yeah. generally people resonate with the whole grey area drinking side. Okay. And yeah. they are every most people. Now, I have said to a couple of people, this is probably outside my area of expertise. Um, I recommend AA Smart Recovery okay. going okay. to your GP. But in terms of people who come to me and uh, want to access mentoring services, they generally feel like they drank in the way that I drank in, which was grey area drinking. And they are at the stage change or, or sorry, the stage of change where they're ready for action, right? Yeah. So they are ready. Like I'm not going out fishing for people. People yeah. are coming to me. And because if you if if I poach them or if I approach them, they will they won't be ready. You have to yeah. be ready. And, and you have to have had be in pre-contemplation. And exactly. you can be there, as you said, you could be there for 12 years. Absolutely. And then and I genuine genuinely find that they're at the action phase. And I mean, I get DMs all the time. I'm off at six months today and I'm off at 90 days and I'm going to keep going, Olivia. And like that's, I have an incredible success, but it's not. All I do is give people permission to act upon how they're feeling. Yeah. So they know and they've like contemplated it for years and years and years. And they just see a story with somebody and they say, I'm ready. And then we do a piece of work together. And I've never worked for anybody for more than four weeks. That's great. And and they head off and they, you know, and see how they go. And, you know, they might need a little check in every so often. But, you know. And is it typically because to mention like that, like gray area drinker is is your page and, and, and your business and that is there people that will come to you to get help with a reduction in alcohol and come to terms with kind of a more balanced approach to alcohol? Or do you find that it's people who really have have got to the stage where it's taken action to remove it out of their their lives? Yeah, some people come at the kind of looking to moderate, but looking to moderate is definitely part of the journey. So generally, if you're looking to moderate, then you will uh, also look at um, maybe having... Uh, stints without uh, stints without alcohol right so the stints without alcohol then become longer there's more realization there's more kind of uh, aha moments in those and then moderation then you have to learn that moderation is a myth right and that uh, for people who drink in the gray area uh pattern that you can't moderate but it's it's all a learning curve and you have to go through it to understand it and to really get a feel for it and really know it you know so if for, for you, like what were the benefits of removing it from your life? Like, have you got a year? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> take it's take so as much awesome. time as, as you want. <laughs> so if I kind of alluded to it there, so there was so much self-loathing. There was so much regret. There was so much pain in it. And it just deep psychological pain in the aftermath of a of a hangover, and then for a few days afterwards. So that 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 all went, that all evaporated. So now there's just so much more freedom. You know, I said before, I have become the woman that I've always wanted to be. So like this kind of kind, wise, resilient. Like obviously, I'm not. You know, I'm not Maya Angelou, but you know, we're all. I'm getting better all the time. That sense of evolution, right? So I felt stagnated and like I was languishing in in a hamster wheel. But now there's just so much freedom. There's so much growth. There's so much potential that I've unearthed. Like I went back to university last year and like literally got top of the class like highest grades I had never done that as yeah. a teenager so you know I had never really excelled I had never unearthed a potential within me but I'm it's just it has you know ignited this real passion and enthusiasm and you know I had really bad self uh 
chatter and I would have always thought I was lazy like I'm not lazy I'm always on the go you know and just finding out all these new and gorgeous things about yourself and like it's been a journey back to self-love and you know I think to get really deep and really spiritual about it I think if we can't sit in our own bodies and love ourselves then we can't show or model that to others and like for me and I did a little a lot of inner child work so like open any of the presses in my kitchen and you see little Olivia at two and three looking out at you because you know constantly to remind her that she lives within me and she's a gorgeous little dote and you know to to transfer some of that little self-love back into myself Mm -hmm. So that I have a feeling that's nice within me, that I do like myself and that because I suppose having spent so many years being so degrading and it just feels like a a, a freedom that has been opened within me, you know, a a level of self-trust as well. So, you know, when if you're hanging and, you know, you're supposed to go and meet the girls for brunch, you'd be like, sorry, girl, I can't. So you learn to mistrust yourself. Whereas now it's like, I am so trustworthy. Like I, I never let myself down, you know, and I yeah. let myself down in bucket loads for years. And and I think it's, it's that what, what you've just said there about if you continually speak poorly to yourself, you're going to believe it. Like, you know, mm. that's, that's unfortunately, yeah, it, 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 that it, it with so many situations with life, alcohol or no alcohol, unless you, you talk nicely to yourself, um, that the, the, what's the point one one thing that I kind of have found and this is probably over a journey of about eight years um I, I'm sober about 21 months I'd say at this point but a journey over kind of eight years and you're kind of eight years ago you'd be like well why do they have for, for me anyway not a jealousy but it's kind of like well why am not I or why you know and then you'd see maybe somebody had you had progressed in their career or in their business and and for me like it would trigger me and I didn't know why because I'm essentially not a not a jealous person mm. and then now it's like if I see something that somebody has done and it's really positive and really good I might I honestly that flicker of trigger might happen for half a second and then I'm like well why is that happening okay I'm just happy for that part. Do you know that way? And just because you haven't done something or you haven't, I suppose, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I, it, it's really. um Your true nature. Being the good. Is gorgeous. Everybody. Yeah. And you all know. of our true nature. Like, and you know, when I had a baby, uh, my first boy nine years ago, and I looked in at him, right? And I just... I could have been, this is very dramatic. I could have been a mother to every child ever born. That's how I felt. That I wanted to be the mother to every child ever born. I just had such an explosion of love. And that is our true nature. That's who we are. Like we add in all the, you know, and, and kids and babies, they're just so beautifully wholesome and themselves and authentic and true. And that is who we are until they're, that old world gets our hands on us yeah. and we get conditioned and you know we get we, all those feelings of less than and unworthiness and so then I think when you go on a healing journey and it sounds like giving up alcohol has been a, a massive catalyst for both of us yeah. uh, you, you begin to untangle and un-onion and uncondition from all of that you've been taught for years and yeah. I'm at the fact I'm like I'm gone totally wild now I believe in nothing do you know what I mean I'm yeah. like oh really oh okay you know so it, it's like I just believe in the true nature of people and everything else is just something we've been conditioned to believe. And that's, and that's it. And it's like, yeah, those people that, you know, had this positive message or, and I remember being, I, I remember interviewing somebody previously, um, actually Amanda, Amanda Grace. And she was like, she'd be like, I'd be looking at them. She's, she's maybe six or seven years sober. And, and she'd be like, fucking age, it's not drinking kind of thing, you know, that yeah. judgment and that, and I suppose that's the point I'm trying to make is that judgment isn't there anymore. Yeah. I, cause I probably could have been a very, you know, you'd th- like to think you're not this judgy person, but actually I, 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 that's probably what was in me. It was like the, this, and it's like, now it's like, ah, oh, just embrace people for who they are. Yeah. And if they're not nice people, embrace them for that as well. 
Do you know, the people that need the love the most. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and then I do like, oh, I love them. I, I imagine everybody is a baby. I'm like loving light, loving light. Loving light, loving light. Imagine them as a baby. <laughs> in in but, the cash, sending love into them. Somebody loved them. Do you know? And it's and it's funny as well because it's kind of like um you're catapulted into scenarios that you would have stayed in for years you might only stay in for a couple of months now if that makes yeah. sense because you yeah. kind of get over the bullshit and you get over yeah, the absolutely and, and it's like it's like just go and love and light to somebody and go thank you I've learned loads move on yes you have been my teacher god bless you move on <laughs> um, just as well there to say uh, the benefits so I've been a mother for nine years right so I've parented more or less for and listen when the kids came along the booze went out the window in terms of I definitely wasn't part of the mommy wine culture yeah. um, I need my sleep too much and so does my husband so we yeah. we always prioritize that but so I've parented with alcohol and I've parented without it for so probably two-thirds without alcohol a third with sparingly little amounts of it but it is so much easier to do it without it and you know the probably the thing I'm generally a quite calm person but the thing that really gets my goat and really makes me mad and it's mad for the kids it's it's, kids deserve so much better than a mommy who needs wine you know and that whole message that's perpetuated the world over that we need to release our stresses by drinking alcohol is just so wrong there's no other words for it it is wrong and mams need support they need good food they need maybe a little bit of gentle exercise they need space and time and help they don't need a hangover they don't need the shame they don't need the guilt they need the last thing that they need is are you feeling a little stuck both professionally and personally you want to create healthy daily habits but you become overwhelmed i have created the five habits challenge just for you hey it's linda aka the habit boss and i designed the five habits challenge the pathway to progress these are five simple habits to hold you accountable give me 30 days and i will help you create five simple habits that propel you forward both personally and professionally check out the five habits challenge in the show notes or go to www.corporatecamp.com and now let's get on with the show. Do you know one of the benefits for me was is knowing that I can book something for eight o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday morning yes. and I'm going yeah. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll wake up for it. And you promise it, it, it's it's like you're not breaking promises to yourself yes. anymore. Yeah, the integrity. And that was always there, you know, but it had been dampened down by alcohol and masked and all that. And it's it's that's the most gorgeous feeling, isn't it? To be able to trust yourself. Yes. Yeah. And you can trust. And even I say this all the time as well. So like, let's say I momentarily, you know, lapse in consciousness and say something to insult somebody. So I can use my words to make things better. So under the influence of alcohol, I could have insulted people left, right and centre. And I never meant it. But then, of course, the day after then with all the anxiety and guilt, it makes it harder and harder then to repair the damage that you've done. You know, whereas now if I say something, I'll be like, oh, my God, I so didn't mean that. Like, accept my apology. And there's just so much growth. You know, that personal growth. So you're able to manage yourself better. You're able to cope better. You're able to regulate better. Like it it just it has it's been, you know, and I uh, I've done a marathon. I did one 10 years ago. I've done a few half marathons, uh, water fasts, green juices, diets, detoxes absolutely everything but nothing I knew I was always looking for results I was always looking for the peace that I have now and the only thing that gave it to me was giving up alcohol yeah there's been nothing else that has come even that has even touched the toes of giving up alcohol this this has been it I I love when you say about the integrity piece because for years you know when you'd have like maybe those bitchy conversations or you'd you know 
or you wouldn't say something. You you mightn't even have the bitchy, but you're sitting back listening to the bitchy conversation yeah. or whatever. And I definitely feel in the last five years that if I have said something bad about somebody or I have partaken in those conversations, if it came back to haunt me, I'd be like, yeah, own it now. I'm yeah. really sorry. I said, do you know, I've no guilt or shame about those conversations. Yeah. It's like I did it. Yeah, and you don't engage in it anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I can't listen to gossip. No. I can't listen to somebody absolutely annihilate somebody else. I feel so uncomfortable with it yeah. now. Yeah. Is that what do you think? Is that like an age thing? Is it an an enlightenment thing? Is it are, are we getting better as we get older? Yeah, more empathy. Yeah, because that's like because yeah, I I I don't know. It's funny because I found like even if I've partaken or done it in the last 12 months I feel bad about it you know that way it's like I I think it's an empathy thing I think it's a realization that you are a little bit more mature and um I think as well I don't know I think that sometimes you can see through the bullshit a little bit more and sometimes it's not talking about somebody but it's actually going they're fucking full of shit and actually you're drawing the parallels of the shame and guilt you felt about being bitchy about somebody, about actually calling out somebody. It, does that make sense? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like you're you're trying to, and it's that whole thing, love and light. It's like, so what if they're but full of shit? Something to do with you. Absolutely. And that's the biggest growth, isn't it? Yeah. And you know this, I had never realized, you know that saying, what other people think about you, you is none of your business, right? That is the greatest lesson that I will ever learn. And, you know, I'm okay. Essentially, the core of who I am is a really nice, good, kind, well-intentioned person. That's who I that's who I am on the inside. And I know it because I've done enough self-exploration. Right. And my intentions are always good. I'm always you know, trying to be nice, trying to be the best person that I can. And if people, if if that message is misaligned or misrepresented, you know, I, that's not who I am. That's not who I intend to be. And like I have, an, I married an angel. <laughs> I will only say that he is the most g- glorious man on earth. And I've no, I couldn't give a shot. <laughs> it's yeah. true, right? He is a he's a beautiful man to live with, right? And. A second to my own opinion of myself, I really care what he thinks because essentially I want to make him happy and he wants to make me happy. And, you know, we have two little kids and inside of what happens in this wall, inside these four walls, like, does it really matter anything else? As long as I'm happy, the kids are happy, Gary's happy. And I think probably the stability that he's given me in the last 15 years, and like what a joy to be able to say that about somebody after 15 years. And yeah. um, uh is is so I'm so stable, I'm so happy, I'm so con- content with him, and he really sees me for who I am. But I'm able to like this is it's not an easy journey to be going around Ireland going, I had a problem with the drink and um no I don't <laughs> or whatever. You know, that brings up a lot of shame and people can hear that and make wholly wrong judgments on yeah. who I am or how I drank or whatever. But I think he has provided me with the most incredible grounding uh home that I'm able to do that and you know come into this house close the door and just be like well this is the only thing that matters because yeah. it, essentially it is the only thing that matters I and I think another part of it and this is like leading on to my next question for you um for anybody kind of listening and thinking about doing it and thinking about getting in contact with you and there are pitfalls um and there are you know things that happen and people that are removed from your life and you know people that will judge you you mightn't have judged them but people that that will judge you and you know you're not it, it, the thing is as well is that you're not the person that people thought you were because yeah. you're completely different yeah. with alcohol than without alcohol if that yes yeah. yeah absolutely and we talked briefly before we uh started recording it was people think you've joined a cult so like the, just how 
sober people or people who don't drink are viewed generally. <laughs> now it is changing. It really is changing because mm. more people are making this decision. Um, but it's kind of like, oh no. And she used to be sound, but look at her now. She's wearing like, you know, a toga or whatever, but you're not. And you're just yourself. You she has a flower wreath on her head. She's a flower wreath and she's singing Kumbaya with a guitar barefoot, you know, but that's not really who it is. And listen, it, there was a definitely a dark night of the soul at the beginning and that untangling from what what's true, what's real, what do I want to incorporate into my life? And, you know, lots of people come to me and say, I'm so tired. And like, I was so tired for years. Like, listen, I'm still tired. Yeah, never yeah, got yeah. tired or whatever but it's a case of okay things will change but you have to do that cost benefit analysis so what's it given in my life and what's it taken away and ultimately I need to make that decision is this for me or is it not and if it's for you well at least you've tried it yeah. Okay. And you've made that decision based on giving it your best go, but that you've, you know, people in the Western world, um, we drink so much that we never give ourselves enough time away from it to actually be clear enough and have enough clarity to make a decision based on that. It's we're always fogged up by alcohol and um, like weekend into weekend into weekend, you know, that there's always something. But like if you give yourself a chance of even 30 days is what it initially started for me, yeah. you know, and even in the run up to my wedding, I knew I had this vague. So I got married at 31 and I knew that if I had drank in the year running up to my wedding, that I would never have reached my fitness goals and how yeah. I wanted to look on my wedding day. Plus, I knew what I was like. I knew that if I get got over enthusiastic about everything, which I do, I'm very enthusiastic, that I would drink too much. and I would forget my wedding. Yeah. Like, you know, a day that you've spent, you know, thousands on and that you've uh, spent a couple of years planning and then you can't remember it. And I yeah. knew that I had, I was in danger of doing that. So alcohol was definitely not a part of my life in those kind of in the run up to that, you know, so and it was easily done. And I, I, I suppose, you know, uh, uh, talking about the, the pitfalls and what can happen as well, it really goes back to what you said previously. And that great saying is that other people's opinions of you are none of your business. So yeah. if somebody has got an issue with a positive change that you've made in your life, that's their problem. That's absolutely. It's love and light. Yeah. Love and, love and light. Like, and, you know, a, a good saying as well, how does a fish know it's wet? Right. How do we in Ireland know that? Well, it's not it's not just uh, in Ireland, it's countries all over the world at this stage. But how do we know we're how do we know we have a problem with alcohol? Well, all we do is see alcohol everywhere we go and all our entire social lives are based around it. We celebrate, we commiserate, we do uh, everything with alcohol. But you didn't go to a seven year old's birthday party with a nagging of vodka in a hip flask like you enjoyed yourself really well when you were younger. Yeah. And it's just about tapping back into that and yes. and releasing that kind of inner child and finding joy in the ordinary, you know, yeah. in, in the little things. And, you know, I suppose none of us really lead extraordinary lives like we leave that up to JLo. But <laughs> Like and she's doing a great job at it. Oh, she's doing a great job. She looks amazing. <laughs> uh, um, but like it's the ordinary things. I do say as well about alcohol. Like alcohol brought me all over the world. And yes. I just say I made a show of myself on every continent in the world. Right. But it helped for a time. And then the joy of it and the greatest gift of it was realizing that it wasn't working anymore, mm. that it wasn't serving me anymore. And then I just removed it. And like I physically or it wasn't hard for me to give up the alcohol but it was really difficult to navigate the social situations and to navigate life in a really alcohol-centric world mm. without it and and the judgments that kind of are made about somebody who doesn't drink but listen of the I say, I say this all the time as well you know of all the girls that I went to college with there's six of us not drinking at the minute so yeah. it's about and you know you probably so we're all culture changers in our own little culture yeah. so in our own little uh social circle so like you might give up alcohol and then your friend Catherine might look at you and go 
oh, she's doing great now. And we used to be buzzing buddies and we used to love the wine together, but she's doing great. And maybe I could do great too. Mm-hmm. So we're just transferring like from one to the next, to the next, to the next and showing each other that there is a better way and a nicer way. And uh, it's so lovely to to be in love with yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because you can be offended and you can be triggered by everything if you can if if you let let it and I even remember this I I did a Pilates and fitness business previous to to this so about um and and you know if I had clients or you know before and after pictures or if I was on a journey and I would you know people people would get you know you shouldn't be putting up before and after pictures of weight loss and you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that and it was like turn off you know turn off it's like it's like when I it's like when I see some businesses having to degrade other businesses to get their message across or you know other methods people get very triggered by my message sometimes because it's like I'm going to give you tools I'm not fixing your inner child I'm not doing you know but I'll give you tools to you know hold yourself accountable in your business and it's like but they haven't done the work and I'm like but some people aren't ready to do the work but actually they need help in their business so maybe me you know teaching people how to to let go to move on in their business and I can go well do you know what if you really want to delve deeper into this maybe you need to go to therapy and maybe you need to and that's you know that's that's the next next step but you could be triggered by everything and it, it's like alcohol ads are everywhere mm. and you know cards and and it's like do you know what the biggest thing is that like when you go away on holidays, I don't do it so much over here because um, obviously I, we talked about inflation in Ireland and um, everything costing the bomb. But this whole thing, when um, you go out for a meal, say, in, in um, Europe and they bring over a free tray of shots at the end of the night and there is no question of, you know, some people question, do you want them? And it's, but sometimes you just brought to the table and I'm like, I can go. Oh, that's a, a, that's fine. But somebody who was seriously dependent on alcohol to face that situation all the time, to go yeah. into it and all the time, do you want a drink? Do you want, is there something wrong with you? Are you, and I'm just glad that I'm 44 and people don't go, are you pregnant? I know. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah. yeah. Whereas there's like the dogs on the street actually now know that I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> because, Same. Yeah. you know, Fluffy comes up to me and he's like, whoa, <laughs> no but everyone knows so I've got past that situation but some people uh somebody said to me recently I was going uh for away for a night with two of my friends you'll have a Bailey's I was like I won't have a Bailey's <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm 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 gone past that so yeah. yeah it's just it's just listen we're all doing our best yes yeah and again to quote Maya Angelou like did she ever say anything that wasn't profound but like we're all doing our best until we know better and then yeah. when we know it's better let's try and do a little bit better but like you know I'm only doing the best that I can with the level of awareness that I have at the minute with the level you know of uh education or the level I'm just doing my best and we're all just doing our best and what about um you as a person like what what habits do you have for you like as in for self-care or what gets you through the day? What gets you out of bed? Yeah. Than not drinking alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I'm very, I, oh, I love a bit of time by myself. So I, as I said previously, I'm a highly sensitive person. And this journey has kind of shown that a lot as well. So uh, Olivia needs a lot of Olivia time, right? Yeah. So I need, and I number one, without a shadow of a doubt, I have to have eight hours sleep. That's just a non-negotiable because if I don't, uh, I think I had six hours the other night and I've been playing catch up since. Like I haven't been right with that. Um, I've been neglecting exercise because I've just been so busy at the minute. But that's definitely something that keeps me kind of on the straight and narrow in terms of my mood. So that gives me a lot of joy. I have those gorgeous rush of endorphins and uh, a few minutes after I've finish like a spin class or boot camp or whatever they're the things that I really like reading so like the thing that gives me the most peace and helps me sleep at night I have a kindle if I was 
was to go to a desert island, that that would be like, yeah. other than Gary and the kids, the Kindle keeps me grounded, <laughs> right? So I just love reading all very simple things, yes. like making yeah. sure I'm kind of uh, not eating too much gluten or any gluten or you know that I'm just kind of and a lot of I love a bit of meditation I love my spiritual practice where I have certain teachers and certain podcasts that I listen to that I ground that ground me so if I'm ever feeling like I'm high as a kite I'll go to like Eckhart Tolle or I'll listen to a bit of Oprah or whatever and I'll feel their wisdom and uh, just kind of get out but I also know that it always passes. So yeah. if I'm in a funk, I know it will only last a day or two and then I'll be back to this kind of, that this evened out, you know. Were, were you ever conscious, this isn't a question that I um, had thought about, but were you ever conscious of um, transferring the alcohol to something else? Because for me, I know that for a while my sugar intake increased to compensate for was there anything that you kind of went okay maybe I have to kind of curb this as well after the night I went to bed with three packets of biscuits (laughs) and I just said this party is over (laughs) three packets of biscuits yeah okay yeah I think not three so it was like and we have this saying between us and it's usually around like if we indulge in really uh, rich food and we're like I'll be like the party's over and girl be like the party's over so we know when the time is and then it comes into like the you know the the intake of vegetables increases and the water and stuff so yeah there was yes that kind of show plus it's a reward thing so like I at the very beginning I would be things like well I don't drink now so I can have a dessert or I don't drink now so I can eat a six pack of turnips tea cakes or I don't drink now so I deserve I deserve and it's that kind of you know we're always looking for the buzz and we're always looking for something to take us out of the mundanity yeah. and the underwhelm of life. Now, yeah. like that's I, I love an underwhelm in life now, but that probably is the biggest thing that I had to, you know, negotiate with that. Again, drawn that my life wasn't like JLo's or whatever, you know. So it's it's just really getting used to an ordinary middle aged life with kids and just allowing yourself to see the beauty in that. And it is, and I, I've actually said this to a few people, it is going from huge peaks and troughs. So if anybody listening can imagine that graph of the huge highs and then the absolutely Low lows. Crippling, crippling lows. And you go to a static state nearly, or maybe yes. a little bumps in the I line. say, absolutely. I say this all the time. I'll never have the extortionately high highs but I'll never have the crushingly low lows. And yeah. it's all about balance. I have yeah. a lovely amount of balance. Yeah. My mood is generally always the same. You you see what you get here. I'm an absolute open book. Like it's just, it, it has just even that, that evenness is yeah. just so beautiful. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it's, bo- yeah. it's boring. And it's so wonderful. boring. And I oh, love boring. being yeah. a boring old but until nine o'clock. Yeah. It is. Oh, you know what gives me so much joy? I have a cup of spiced apple and vanilla tea, and it nearly brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. How gorgeous a cup of tea is. And I don't drink normal tea. I just drink herbal teas or whatever. But that is the greatest giver of joy of my day. My, my um, husband, uh, Dave, was laughing at me last night because I went to a class late um, yesterday evening and I came home and I made um, like the biggest half a pint of hot chocolate. Now it was it was the it doesn't matter if it was highlights or whatever, but I would I I don't like Cadbury's hot chocolate. I kind of like the cheap version with some almond milk and I put a, a scoop of banana and protein powder in it and mixed it all up and put it in the microwave. And he's like, you're disgusting. And I was like. Yeah, but I love it. And I just sat there and I had banana and chocolate, hot chocolate. Beautiful. And it was fabulous. It was, it was fabulous. fabulous. And and, yeah. And, yeah. and for you, like, look at you. Look at you there yeah. drinking your... Look at you there with your uh, herbal tea and your hot water bottle and your little Kindle about being a starseed and <laughs> little Kindle book. And, you know, couldn't be happier. 
But do you know what I saw? I saw a post this morning um, of an ex-colleague of mine and it was about um, having one of those Mondays and a glass of wine. And I just thought I'm never having one of those Mondays again. And I was so grateful. Yeah. Because you've developed different coping skills to deal yeah. with the stress and pressure that life brings. Yeah. And like the, life is incredibly stressful. It's incredible. Yeah. There's so yeah. much pressure. There's traffic absolutely every coming yeah. out of our ears. There's yeah. high inflation. There's not enough money. There's underwhelm. You know, the, none of our lives have turned out the way we've expected. But do you know what? Like it is what it is. We are where we are and we're doing the best that we can. And if we're coming, this episode will be out um, in December, in mid-December. Yes. It'll be coming up to Christmas. And actually, we're probably, it's probably nearly too late for tips because I'd say people have started at the start. But if you did have any kind of tips for people who are contemplating a grey area, um, drinking lifestyle or who are looking to go cold turkey over Christmas, because some yeah. people like a challenge as well. Some people yeah. like to well, I initially go straight gave- in. Yeah, I gave up alcohol on the 1st of December 2017 for 30 days. No, yeah. sorry, I didn't have a time, but I actually didn't drink all over Christmas and it was yeah. fine. So like plan, plan, plan. Just have all your plans together. If you're going to do it for 30 days, 100% commit to that and just be like, right, this is it. No negotiables. I'm just doing it. Um, pick your drinks on a mocktail menu before you go out so you don't have anything um any surprises right be aware of people who are going to sober shame you and literally prepare for that so put your little resilient um outfit on and just be like i'm doing this for me i don't care if x y and z make fun of me in the pub i have made my decision everyone else can take a run and jump or whatever driving i drove a lot of the time um and then like i literally had people trying to pour wine into my mouth not once a lot of times and yeah. then I just be like oh let's go home I'll drive you all home or whatever and it just you know stick to like, if you feel the need to go home go home like nobody start it's not a it's not a competition about who stays the latest like there's definitely a time I know when it's time to go and I'm like see us later I'm away and um, and just you know have your drink refusal skills ready at, at the time um, if you want to pretend drink, you know, you can make a, a, a ask for a seven up in a gin glass or a sparkling water in a gin glass. And, you know, people literally don't care past one or two drinks. No. You know, yes, if you right. do whatever you can to keep your plan going and keep yourself safe and then see how it goes, you know, but do give yourself an opportunity to untangle from alcohol, untangle from alcohol culture and just see if it's for you, you know, and if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not move on, you know. And what about um, you mentioned your work with people for around four weeks and you have a variety of um, different programs and one to ones and groups and everything. Have you any other projects in the pipeline? If What's 2024 looking like for you? Well, uh, yeah. so I'm <laughs> no, I, I've, I'm in, in the process of uh, editing a book that I've been writing since I was the day I was born. Um, Great. Great. <laughs> so we, we're, I'm going to try and start shopping that around now and see if there's any takers for that. Um, just keep doing what I'm doing. And listen, I'm to, to again get very spiritual about it. I'm being led led by a force that's much bigger than me. That's that's what I choose to believe. That's yes. what gives me comfort. That's what um and I'm not religious at all, but I definitely believe in a higher power. And what's for me won't pass me by and I'll just let go and see what happens. Thank Trust you. you're I'm like um am I in a mirror now? Like what the fuck's going on here? It's I like you just said everything that I said. <laughs> um, is there anything people don't know about you? It, tell me something not a lot of people know about you. Have you got any secrets? Have you got any? No, no. Linda, everybody knows everything about me. Yes, everybody. everybody. Yeah. There's nothing. They'd be like, well, sure, I know that. She, she's never shuts up about that. No, there's absolutely like what you see is what you get. My life is a, an open book. I, I isn't that, isn't it a gorgeous quality too though that you trust the world enough to that you're able to be vulnerable and like the vulnerability is is the. Uh, 
the bridge to connection, as our gorgeous Brene Brown says all the time. And I always love this quote by her. So uh, she wrote an essay about uh, she's been uh, sober for 25 years. And a couple of years ago, she, I think it was 2019, she wrote a gorgeous essay on what sobriety means to her. And the things that I've taken from that is that she says that sobriety is not a, a limitation. It's a superpower. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, that's, oh, that's so true. Um, at Corporate Camp, we're about creating your own happiness and taking leaps. And, you know, I've had so many people on here have talked about career, talking about sobriety, talked about plastic surgery. What would you say to somebody who is considering um, and, and has had that 12 years or 10 years or five years of, of contemplation? What would you say to them um, if they're thinking about giving up alcohol? Go for it. Absolutely go for it. Give yourself the opportunity to succeed. So give yourself that time without it. And, um, you know, and like, just look back on all we've said throughout this conversation, like integrity, trust, calm, joy, peace, serenity. Like these are all the things that a life without alcohol gives you. And like, if you're willing to just set a time for it like 40 days or 50 days or 100 days and just go for it and like find you will find the inner strength somewhere that you have to put yourself first and yet you know and like we've said in detail I think at length here is that it's been the greatest thing like I will always say and no matter what I achieve in the next 40 years I know I might have it as my epitaph (laughs) Uh, the, the giving up alcohol is and will always remain the greatest personal achievement of my life. So yeah. other than my kids and my husband, like nothing comes close to the serenity that this one decision has made for me. And it's so funny that you say that because my my mantra for 2023 was my pace, my serenity. And yeah. my serenity is so important. And I mean, there's a reason that um, it said so much in the 12 steps probably as well like you know it's, yeah. it's so important Um, where can people find you on um, social media have you got contact details that um, people- yeah so I'm operating <clears throat> at the minute from an Instagram page called at grey area drinker and I'm currently building a website and all that kind of stuff so um, at the minute it's at grey area drinker on Instagram That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Olivia, for being part of the Corporate Camp family. I'm so thrilled that you agreed to come on. I'm so grateful and um, I've got so much out of this conversation. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been amazing. I've loved it. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Camp podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to camp.